Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the Bible series in the Book of Romans with part two of this message entitled, The Wondrous Cross. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Romans 8 and verse 32. This is the second of five questions we see in Romans 8.31 through 39. Second of five unanswerable questions. Let us say that together. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? That's the question, unanswerable question. What is it saying he will give us graciously all things that we need to live in this life for the glory of God. How shall he not together with him freely give us all things? The argument is if he did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. If he did that, if he did the most difficult thing for God to do, if he did that already, if he paid the highest price for our redemption, if he has given us the greatest and the most precious gift he possessed, then it is absolutely impossible for him not to give us all the lesser things. It is an argument. It is an argument from the greater to the lesser. It is logic. It is sound reasoning. It is pure doctrine. An illustration in Judges 7.13 that God himself came to see Manoah's wife. Then he came again to speak to Manoah the husband. And they realized This is not a man, this is not an angel. This one is God himself. This weak husband, emotionally driven, who lacked a logical mind, he said, Judges 13, verse 22, we are doomed to die. He said to his wife, we have seen God And here is Manoah's unnamed wife. Exercises logic. 
But his wife answered, if the Lord had meant to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and grain offering from our hands, nor shown us all these things, or now told us this. God didn't come to kill us. He brought us good news, the gospel. That we will have a son. And who will be a judge? He came to deliver his people from foreign domination. Think, friends, logically. I said this morning, you can be delivered from all your shackles if you understand what I am preaching. Believe it, sir. And be delivered. It's an argument from the greater to the lesser. And a parallel argument is found in Romans 5, 8 through 10. Parallel argument from the greater to the lesser. The helpless sinners, ungodly enemies of God, if they are reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved in his life? Argument, sir. Resist the devil through powerful biblical argument and he shall flee from you there is also an argument we can make based on our union with Christ Romans 6 3 and 4 or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Died with Christ. Buried with Christ, raised with Christ, to live a resurrection life. Argument, sir. I know we are living at a time irrationalism is on the throne. That is the very heart of postmodernism. Nobody wants to think. How do you feel about it? That is the question. By faith we died with Christ, buried with Christ, and we are raised with Christ to live the resurrection life of Christ. Christ never dies again. He lives forever. Because he lives, we shall also live forever. He is the vine, we are the branches, and the branches live by the life of the vine. Christ is our life, and with him, Father gives us all things. And you also find in the Bible, argument, 
from the lesser to the greater. And you find this argument in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. You go home and read now. From this point of view, argument, substantial argument. If God cares for the birds and the lilies of the field, that is the lesser, how much more he would care for his children of grace. He asked the question, are you not much more valuable, that is to God, than birds? What is the answer? Yes. For we are created in the image and likeness of God, and for us Christ died. So Jesus exhorts us in that passage not to worry about temporal things. Food, clothing, housing, and all things our physical bodies need. And he tells us, Jesus Christ tells us, don't worry four times in that passage. Matthew 6, 25, 28, 31, and 34. But listen. He provides us all things when we work. That's why an idle man, a lazy man, is a sinner who every day lives against God and God's law. Work six days a week and the Lord will bless your work and all your needs shall be met. Friends, the birds work. Did you ever know that, sir? The birds work. And the lilies of the field also work. If you are botanists, you know. They work. God freely gives us all things. Everything we have, we received by grace, not by our merits. Even the enemies of God live by common grace of God. They eat God's bread and live. They are given daily bread. Enemies of God because they work. His sun shines on them. His rain comes upon them. And the earth produces food for them. God freely gives all people all things necessary to live this physical life. But in Jesus Christ we are given also special grace. Flowing to us from the cross of Christ. The blessings of regeneration. The gift of repentance. The gift of saving faith. The gift of righteousness. The gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the knowledge of God. Gift of adoption as sons. The gift of glorification friends what's the argument if the most precious gift the indescribable gift is already given in Jesus Christ how can the father fail to lavish 
every other gift upon us freely. Cross proves Father's super generosity of love toward his children. No wonder Mary in response was generous in taking all her money and buying the most precious perfume and poured it upon Jesus Christ. Let me tell you by way of application those who will give generously to the church are those who have appreciated the super generosity of divine grace. Dr. John Stott says the cross is the guarantee of the continuing unfailing generosity of God. Dr. Douglas Moo says his giving up of his son guarantees his all future blessings. Psalm 23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall lack nothing. Psalm 84, 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Psalm 85, verse 12, the Lord will indeed give what is good. And our land will yield its harvest. Psalm 86 verse 17. Give me a token of your goodness. A sign of your goodness that my enemies may see it. And be put to shame for you O Lord. Have helped me and comforted me. Psalm 103 1 through 5. Praise the Lord O my soul. And all my inmost being praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Friends, in Jesus Christ we are given all things spiritual and temporal we need to live. Ephesians 1.3 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. In Christ everything is given. All things are given in Christ, necessary for our preservation, perseverance, and final glorification. So Paul says in Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ. 2 Corinthians 9.8, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, 
having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Second Corinthians 12, 9, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made complete in weakness therefore Paul says I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me first Corinthians 4 7 what do you have that you did not receive what about temptation you say temptation I say temptation no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out. An exit. So that you can stand up under it. But about instruction and counsel. Psalm 32 verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. See, I counsel, but I look at them. Sometimes they don't want counsel. They are not drinking. They are not eating. What can you do? But don't tell me there is no counsel. There is no instruction. God gives you instruction. The late Dr. Boyce says Romans 8.32 is a blank check for our true needs. Professor John Murray, he says the costliness of the sacrifice assures us of the greatness of the love and guarantees the bestowal of all other free gifts. Dr. Piper quotes John Flavel. Now listen to this. It is a large quotation. You have to exercise your mind. How is it imaginable that God should withhold after this, that is after giving up his son for the death of the cross, how is it imaginable that God should withhold after this spirituals or temporals from his people? How shall he not call them effectually, justify them freely, sanctify them thoroughly, and glorify them eternally? How shall he not clothe them, feed them, protect and deliver them? Surely if he would not spare his own son one stroke, one tear, one groan, one sigh, one circumstance of misery, it can never be imagined that ever he should after this deny or withhold from his people for whose sakes all this was suffered. Any mercies, any comforts, any privilege, spiritual or temporal, which is good for them. We do not now have all things. They shall come to us in due time. 
His mercies are new every morning. Soon we shall put on also immortality and glory. All blessings, spiritual and temporal, flow to us from the Father. And now listen. In and through his own Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who loved us and gave himself for us on the cross. He is our Savior. But he is also the judge of all who will not surrender to his Lordship. All judgment is given to him by his Father. So kiss the Son lest he be angry. His anger can flare in a moment. Blessed are, are all who take refuge in him. Listen to this logic, friends. Either God's own son bear our wrath for us, or the enemies of God must bear their wrath themselves. That is the choice. Listen to John Murray, the lost in perdition will everlastingly bear the unrelieved and unmitigated judgment due to their sins. They will eternally suffer in the exaction of the demands of justice. God's people alone confess Christ died for our sins and was raised for our justification. God's people alone can say, Jesus Christ loved me and gave himself for me. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, set your people free. Fill them with the doctrine. Fill them with the love of God. Enable them to realize he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not, along with him, freely give us all things? The answer is, he will freely give us all things. Help us, O Lord, to love you by doing what is right and not what we like. Christians are obedient Christians. And they enjoy the sunshine of your love and fellowship. Bless your people, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part two of this message entitled, the Wondrous Cross. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.